Roundoff for Chesterfield. Chesterfield, the first cigarette in America to give you premium quality in both regular and king size, brings you greatness. Yes, sir. Put your ear against the trunk. You can probably hear it. Yeah, let me see. Oh, 
darn soon. I didn't know these guys. Sir? Well, the fellow in front had a gun pointed right at me. Looked like a cannon. Biggest gun I ever saw. Tell you I was scared. Yeah. Told me to pull up the curb. I did. What happened then? Told me to get in the back seat. I told them I could take my money, car, whatever they wanted. Just let me go. And the guy in the back told me to shut up and get back there with him. I asked him again to let go. Told him I wouldn't say anything. Said if they just let me go, I wouldn't tell anyone. I was scared, you know. Yes, sir, we understand. Guy in the front got a real wild look in his eye. Looked like he was crazy. I tried to get out of the car. He hit me. Side of the head with that gun. Then he grabbed me, threw me in the back seat. Hold me right over the front. Just dumped me on the floor in the back. Uh-huh. What did you do then? Oh, nothing. I just laid there. Figured that maybe they'd think I was out cold and leave me alone. Well, the guy in the back took a roll of adhesive tape out of his pocket, wrapped around my wrist and ankles. Well, what did they do then, sir? Well, they still thought I was knocked out. The guy in the front said, get me out of the car. Big fellow opened the door, lifted me out, picked me up like a sack of potatoes. The guy with a gun ran around, opened the trunk, and they threw me in. One of my legs was over the bumper, and the big guy grabbed it and twisted it so it had fit in the trunk. Almost died, but I didn't dare let him know it wasn't out. And after that? But he locked the car and drove away. Must have drove for a while and they stopped. Mm-hmm. You got any idea how long they drove, sir? How far? Uh-oh. I couldn't see anything. Couldn't hear much. Just a little mumbling. I know they stopped the gas station, though. Well, how's that, sir? Well, right after we stopped, I heard one of them yell to somebody. I couldn't tell what he was yelling. Then a little while, I heard somebody come back, take the gas cap off of the tank. Then I heard the gas go in the tank. By the front of the trunk. Gotcha. Well, after the guys put the cap back on the tank, I heard one of the guys say something about stick-up. Well, why you were stopped? Did you try to let the gas station lieutenant know that you were in the trunk? Oh, sure. And I tried to kick the trunk, but the way they twisted my leg put me in, I couldn't move. They gagged me, too. Put a big piece of adhesive tape over my mouth. Well, sir, I tried to let the guy know. I just couldn't do it. You said that you heard one of them say, this is a stick-up. Yeah. Those were the words you used to. This is a stick-up. Uh, why don't you go ahead, sir? Well, there was some quiet talking after that. I couldn't tell what was going on, and they drove away again. You have no idea where this gas station was? Uh-oh. I'm sorry, but I was being bounced around that trunk. My head was where they hit me. I know they turned some corners, but I couldn't even guess where the station might be. All right, sir. What happened there? Same thing. They'd drive for a while, and they'd stop Let's get out of the car, then come back, we'd start to drive again. Well, finally they parked, I waited for them to come back. They didn't. I tried to get the gag off my mouth so I could yell for help. Rubbed my face against the spare tire and got loose. Then I yelled, kicked my feet against the trunk. I just about giving up when you found me. Not sure I was through. It was getting hard to breathe in there. Uh-huh. I can imagine. No, you can't. Until you've been locked in the trunk. Nobody can imagine that. Terrible. Just terrible. Say, have you called me? That's my wife. Have you called her? No, sir, we haven't. Oh, she'll be hopping mad. What time is it? It's 11.45. Almost four hours to get a pile of coffee. She'll be raising the roof. Would you call her? Tell her where I am? Yes, sir, I'll call her. Want to give me the number? Uh, Madison 34656. Tell her you're calling for Henry. Explain what happened. All right, sir, right away. Yeah. Be sure to tell her you're a policeman. She'll believe you. Yes. Yeah. 
suspects in their M.O. and the fact that one of them spoke with a southern accent. We asked him to run off 500 flyers for distribution in the area that we were going to canvas. 12.15 p.m. Sorry, Sergeant. Didn't recognize any of them. Oh, that's all right. Sure, I understand. Don't think his picture was there. I'd feel awful if I saw it and didn't recognize it. But I'm pretty sure you just don't have a picture of the man. Yes, sir. Well, maybe we'd like to rest a little bit before we look at any more. Yes, I can. Get a little confused looking at so many. After a while, they all begin to look alike. Yes, sir. Captain Gideon and found that there had been no 
office. We picked up the flyers and started to canvas the area where we thought the holdup men were living. During the first day, we were able to check out 28 places. Tuesday the 24th, it started to rain again. At 8.30 a.m., we started to canvas the rest of the hotels, rooming houses, and boarding houses in the area. For three days, we talked to the day and the night clerk in each place. We left each of them a flyer with the description of the men and our cards, asking them to call us if anyone answering the description should register at their particular place. For three days, it rained. Saturday, February 28th. Think it'll ever stop, Joe? Yes, there is yet. Yeah. Looks like the guys we want to drop off the face of the earth, nobody's seen or heard of them. I never realized there were so many hotels in L.A. Yeah, there's a lot of them.
Edward Day to protect the innocent. On 17th, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 87, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial. Andrew J. Scott and Edward F. Winters were tried and convicted on 12 counts of robbery in the first degree and 10 counts of kidnapping for the purposes of robbery. They are now serving their terms in the state penitentiary. A hold has been placed on them in the event of parole by the state of Arkansas. First-degree robbery is punishable by imprisonment in the state penitentiary for from five years to life for each count. In the case of Scott and Winters, these sentences are to run consecutively. <laughs> 